You're listening to the Red Moon Radio Podcast, episode number six. Today we're talking to Luke, Mara, Casey and Ross, members of several great bands from the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, about their music and their latest project, Susie's. Red Moon Radio is a weekly podcast dedicated to garage and psychedelic rock, as well as good old-fashioned rock and roll. We bring you the best new music, introducing you to your new favorites, along with interviews with bands to watch. Red Moon Radio is produced every Monday and is available on Podomatic at redmoonradio.podomatic.com and on Stitcher at stitcher.com slash red-moon-radio. You can also follow the show on Twitter at redmoonradio1, on Facebook at facebook.com slash redmoonradio, or get in touch by email at redmoonradio2015 at gmail.com. Links are available in the show notes on our Podomatic and Stitcher pages. Come back often and add us to your favorites. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello again, everyone. Aaron here. Thanks for joining me today on the Red Moon Radio podcast. I'm really happy to have you with us. After a bit of a break from interviewing last week, this week Red Moon Radio is back with episode number six. As always, this week's episode has been a lot of fun. So stay tuned for the interview with members of the Omex, Haunted Leather, and Black Fruit, talking about their new project, Susie's. While I have you here, don't forget to check out the first five episodes of Music and Interviews with Robbie Fisher, ZX Plus, Betrayers, The Tailbreakers, and Sloppy Kiss Soiree. You may remember that the first episode of the Red Moon Radio podcast was with Grand Rapids, Michigan area musician Robbie Fisher. While the scene in Grand Rapids is dense, and the guests on today's show prove it. Joining me today are Luke, Mara, Casey, and Ross, members of several bands from the Grand Rapids area. Between the four of them, these guys, and Red Moon Radio's first female guest, Mara, have been in several impressive bands, the Omex, Haunted Leather, and Black Fruit. To start us off, let's hear a couple of tracks from each of the aforementioned bands. Here's the Omex from their self-titled album, With Upside Down, followed by Haunted Leather with Come and Join Us from their latest release, In Her Golden Room, and to top it off, Black Fruit from their split album with Factotum, Mustard Frosty.
Newly formed band Susie's is what you might consider to be a Grand Rapids, Michigan supergroup. Although still new on the scene, this group of friends have been playing together in bands for years. Their sound is a combination of classic garage rock and psychedelic elements, bringing together the best sounds from their previous bands. I had a great time talking with Luke, Mara, Casey, and Ross via Skype from Grand Rapids bright and early this past Sunday morning. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today on Red Moon Radio. I'm really happy to have you with us. Maybe I can get you to introduce yourselves before we get started. Say who you are, your instruments, and what have you. Awesome, yeah. I'm Luke, Luke Bonzak. I'm uh, in the Omex and now Susie's. I play lead guitar in Omex and I sing, and then in Susie's I play rhythm guitar and I sing. Hey, I'm Mara. Um, I played in the Omex. Um, I started out playing rhythm guitar, and then uh, when our drummer left, I switched and started playing drums. Um, I'm Casey Heisinger. Um, I play drums mostly. Um, I play other instruments as well, and I'm part of a few projects. Yeah, and right now, just playing drums and Susie's, it's super fun. Great. Nice to meet you guys. We're missing at least one more member of the band that is supposed to be here today. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Rossy boy. Yeah. Ross uh, plays organ uh, for Susie's and the Omex. Excellent. Well, hopefully Ross will show up uh, during the course of the interview and we can bug him. Yeah. <laughs> so you're all in Susie's, but you also all have been in other bands. So maybe we'll start off the top with just talking about the Omex a little bit. Since you guys are representing the Omex right now, Luke and Mara, tell me about the Omex. Well, the Omex started out as uh, myself and Mike, who plays drums uh, and plays drums on the tape. Uh, we just kind of like started out as a two-piece, just trying to blow off steam in the winter, the cold Michigan winter. Yeah, like that's just how it started. We had some... We were friends with a bunch of different guys in other bands, like uh, Honey Leather and Heaters, um, which at the time were called Plantains. And uh, they kind of hooked us up with some shows, like kind of house party stuff and bar stuff. And then we just went from there, just kept getting asked to play and kind of added new members like Mara and Hank. We had a couple different friends come in and out of it. And now it's what it is today. Yeah. Before I joined the Omex, I didn't really know how to play any instruments. Yeah. Um, and Luke was teaching me guitar, and I picked it up fast enough to play guitar. So then I just joined the Omex, and then when Mike left the Omex, I just picked up playing drums. So it worked out pretty well. Wow. So you just have a musical ability. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you could call it that. <laughs> well, I'd like to congratulate you, Mara, because you're actually the first girl that's been on the show. So oh. I'm kind of excited to have you on because usually it's all guys. I know. Omex released one full album? Yep. Yeah. Um, we ended up coming up with material for probably two more. It was just a matter of, of getting into the recording studio and actually recording the songs. So live we were playing enough songs like have three albums that we pick songs from but yeah we just they just never made it onto uh actual recordings unfortunately yeah hopefully uh sometime like soon ish we can go in and actually record some of the other stuff we've come up with and i sent you a couple unreleased songs that we have not gone into the studio to record but they're just kind of like 
some basement recordings where I just stuck my laptop in the middle of the room and like wailed away. So, yeah. Nice. Can you tell me a little bit about the songs? Okay, so the first one, I guess, is a shorter one. It's called Down. Um, and that's, I think, when we first introduced Ross to the band on organ. Uh, so he just kind of came over and jammed, and we wanted to like get a structure down with the organ. And uh, yeah, it's just like inspired by like 60s garage rock. We were really trying to get back toward like a nuggets and back from the grave kind of sound. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with those compilations, but just like straightforward, like stripped down 60s garage rock. So that's kind of the feel we're going for. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I first started playing drums too yeah. um, with the band. So I think both the songs we sent you, I'm not actually on drums. The other track was Crawlin. Yep. Crawlin. And uh, that's the same kind of thing. Ross is just thrown in there on organ for the first time. We're just jamming.
Casey, you were a drummer in Black Fruit? Yep, played drums in Black Fruit. For the earlier stuff, like the first two albums. Well, the first album was called She, and that was like a I think like 10 or 11 track full um, studio album that was recorded by our friend Don Carlisle, who also recorded the Omex. Yeah, the, Don also recorded our tape. <laughs> yeah. So. And then um, we recorded a split on Stolen Body Records, which is like just the newer, newer stuff that I was a part of. And then Alex and I, the front guy, split ways, and then Robbie played drums for him, and you know Robbie. So. Yeah. So how did you guys all come together as Susie's? Well, I'm actually not in the Susie's. <laughs> I decided to step back for a second because I, I started working as a social worker. So I'm hoping to get back into a band soon, but I'm kind of taking it easy. So Luke and Casey are in the Susie's. And Ross. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and I should mention the other members of Susie's. We have Kyle on bass, and then we have Dusty on lead guitar. Yeah, they're not like coming for the interview right now, just so yeah. we don't have like a ton of people here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're sleeping in. Yeah, but uh, I guess how it started, Mara was kind of stepping back a little bit because she was kind of focusing on more of a career. Hank also was really busy. And so like I was getting kind of like anxious about not playing music. And Casey and I had been friends for a while. Uh, our bands have played together a lot, like the Omex and uh, Black Fruit played together an awful lot. So we were kind of talking about doing a project uh, for a while, and then we're like, okay, let's do it. Like, we're both free. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it started. And then we had, like, we played with Kyle, uh, I think, for our first practice. Yeah. He was there yeah. um, on bass. He also played in Black Fruit, and so I kind of, like, had seen him play, and I knew he was good. So I was like, hey, come jam with us. Just a good fit, yeah. Yeah, it was a good fit. And then it also, like, the energy was just really good. Like, we all just really got along. Like, I remember the first time I, like, met uh, Kyle, like, you know, he, like, showed up, and then he, like, gave me this big hug, and I was like, all right, you know? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I was going for the shake, you know, just kind of being, like, more, like, standoffish, and he just, like, gave me this big hug. I was like, oh, all right, like, this is this is the way to do it. And then uh, we invited uh, Ross and Dusty over. We I think we kind of, like, assumed that they'd be a part of it anyway, because... Ross I was already playing with in the Omax, and I knew he wanted to keep playing. And uh, Dusty, like, we'd talked about playing music before. So, yeah, our dog's barking in the background. <laughs> so where does the name Susie's come from? Oh, here's Ross. Um, yeah, so Susie's, it just kind of naturally happened. Like, actually, after our first practice, uh, I was just kind of, like, at home and... I think I was, like, we were talking about, like, coming up with a band name and stuff, and... Hey, Ross. Hey. Uh, yeah, so I just, like, thought of the name, kind of, sort of thinking, like, Susie and the Banshees. I just thought it was, like, a cool name. Hey, Ross. Buongiorno. <laughs> yeah, you want to introduce yourself, man? I am Ross Turcotte, resident keyboardist in Susie's and Omax. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to have you with us. Yeah, yeah. Nice to be here. <laughs> Yeah, when Luke first told me that they wanted to call it the Susie's, I was kind of like, I don't know about that, you know, like, taking on the idea of being, like, you know, you think it was an all-girl band, and then when you see they're not, it's kind of like, you know, 
what's up with that but then at the same time it's kind of cool because you would expect to see an all-girl band and then you see a bunch of dudes and it kind of reminds you like there aren't enough girls in music so it's like one of those things where it's like maybe not a negative thing it, it kind of is actually making people more aware like come on ladies where are you so is it Susie's or the Susie's and what difference does a the make it's just Susie's yeah in my uh, personal opinion I'm sure we can all agree on this it's just like like if you added the I feel like it sets it in this kind of bubble of certain things and you know the the like that that kind of thing um I mean words are abstract but I mean I don't know Susie's is just kind of felt more fitting and it's just one word you know um, yeah. So it just felt more, I guess, more fitting than like a the. Yeah, it become it comes more of like a singular thing then too. Because if it's the, then it's kind of like we're all a different Susie. But if it's just Susie's, then we're all like one body, one body or something. I don't know. Maybe that's good. <laughs> <That's laughs> <the word. laughs> Twenty fifteen is the year of the anti the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be, which is why I asked the question, because for such a long time, bands, especially of this genre, would, if you put a the in front of your name, it was like, we're a garage band, we're a psych band. But in the last couple of years, I've kind of really seen a lot of bands that have dropped that the, or right. new bands coming out that don't have it. So I wondered your opinion on the, the controversy around the. <laughs> yeah. It is an interesting thing. It is. Yeah. It is. We had talked about it. Like, we were kind of like, should it be the Susie's or Susie's? And we did that with the Omex, too. We're like, should we do Omex or the Omex? And we flip-flopped a lot, and it kind of actually pissed people off. (laughs) I think because we kept changing our Facebook name, and it would, like, come up as a notification. Like, the Omex have changed to Omex, and then vice versa. And people, like, at our last show was like, so which is it, guys? (laughs) Are, Omex, are the Omex still, would you still consider them to be active or kind of on hiatus or how? I would say probably on hiatus. Um, hibernation. Hibernation, like yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, I, I do want us to like get those like new songs recorded just because they're very different than our original stuff. Plus like our original stuff doesn't even have like Ross on them. So it, it would just be really cool to get like that point of our existence to be you know recorded so i think that we'll probably come back for that but um i don't know i mean it it depends on like where we stand i guess so we're just taking it easy for now cool and in the meantime Susie's is filling your time and your musical time yes definitely filling the void (laughs) (laughs) you guys just recently made your first show as Susie's, am i right well, we played our we played our first two shows now. Uh, our first one, which uh, we gave you the music to, because we recorded that on video. Our friend Jeremy Knickerbocker. He uh, recorded it on video for us and like edited it really sweet. And that was just in the basement of the Powder Room, which is like a, a house show, house venue. Uh, and then we did our second show at Vertigo Records, and that was really really fun. Yeah, Vertigo Records is like a really sweet record shop around here, and the owner is just like all about it. They do uh, God's work over there. Very supportive and (laughs) awesome place to go, so we're lucky that we have that zone. We're about to play our third show. I've got to plug this. Friday the 13th, (laughs) band showcase at the Pyramid Scheme. We're playing it. Nice. And what about recording? Do you have any plans for recordings for Suzy's, and when might we expect some of that? Yes. So 
this is the situation. Dusty is like an integral part of our band, and he's moving to New Orleans. He's to, there right now. He's there right now visiting, but he's going to move there like in early December. And so we're <laughs> like, well, we're going to record this album at the end of November. So the end of this month, we're going into the studio and we're going to record and it's going to be fun. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, I mean, we're still going to keep playing. So we're, we're either going to find another guitar player or work it or, out, uh, work it out with just me, uh, playing guitar. So, yeah, but we will have recordings really soon. And when you do, where might people find them? We don't know yet. I mean, we, uh, we have to talk about it. There's a good chance that we'll put something through uh, King Pizza Records. Uh, Greg is a really cool guy um, and who runs it, and like that label is really solid. Like everything that comes out of there is really cool. So yeah, I mean, we're just gonna have to talk about it still. Warner Brothers Capital. Yeah. <laughs> EMI. Yeah, because the Omex, you guys released your cassette on King Pizza. Yes. Yeah. Which was really cool, actually funny story so the way that we got on king pizza records we're playing with a band called crazy pills shout out to crazy pills uh from brooklyn in the basement of a pizza shop and yeah (laughs) so wrap your mind around that and then he so uh amanda from crazy pills uh introduced us to greg hansen who runs king pizza records and she's like hey you guys should meet like i think you might want to work together and uh, so she totally hooked it up, and we sent Greg some of our stuff, and he's like, I like it. Let's do tape. So Nice. So we talked a little bit about Black Fruit. The last split that you guys put out was released by Stolen Body. How did that come about? Um, well, I think the contact um, Alex had had, who was the guitarist, because it was a duo um, for a long time, um, Al from Stolen Body, I think he like owns it. Um, but he was in contact with him, and we sent him some earlier recordings off of She, and he liked them, he just said the recordings need to be better. <laughs> just like blanket statement, they need to be better. So we went at Tim Clay, which is, um, he works with Amberlit Audio, it's his thing, and that's a local, um, Grand Rapids, like... He's got a band of his own, really good band. The Howlers. Yeah. The Howlers. He yeah. rules, he's just an all-around good dude. And we actually practice right next to his space. But, um, yeah, um, then we recorded uh, that split. Stolen Body has released other bands from Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, Haunted Mother. There we go. So, rolling in back to Ross. Ross, tell me about Haunted Leather and, and what you did there. Um, I mean, I did the same sort of thing. Did Keys. We were banned for a couple of years, and now we're not. Well, we might be again. We'll see what the future brings. You know, we just had fun playing rock and roll around the country, and England came a-calling. So we had to, <laughs> you know, and had to say yes. I think it's worth noting, I think... To my knowledge, Haunted Leather was one of the first, like, new wave psych bands from Grand Rapids. I would say. Only wave. We were the oh, only wave. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, besides the stuff that us. came out in the 60s, like, because the Jujus and stuff came from exactly. uh, right. yeah, Grand yeah. Rapids. That's but that was forever ago. But then yeah. now, like, for in the, the last, like, couple decades, you, you guys were the first, I think. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if fact check me on that, but <laughs> Wikipedia. <that laughs> to my too. knowledge, there seems to be a ton of psych bands and garage bands coming out of Grand Rapids recently, and you guys, I mean, right, right here, we have a nice collection of of members from various bands. So, do you have any thoughts about what has drawn people to the sound, or 
where that came from. We all like a lot of the same records, I feel like, and we're all like buds when it comes down to it. You know, like the music's just kind of a side thing that happens from hanging out and listening to records a lot of times, I feel like. So, I don't know. Yeah. Just hanging out yeah. a bunch. I feel like music also gets people together, too. You're at a show and you meet people, you know, and there's a lot of, like, up-and-coming, like, creatives around here. Like, not only musicians. True. And it's a good good hub and, like, more people and more people keep moving here and supporting the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, bands like Haunted Leather that come around and really spark and set the... Yeah. Set the um, stage for like just so many other bands make it comfortable for other bands to be like oh shit like we can do this there's a there's a place we can play we don't have to play with you know we don't have to play a punk show you know or something like that because there's a lot of punk around here always has been so it always will be always always will be it's a pretty conservative time so there's going to be that rebellion yeah yeah you know do you guys have any cover songs that you'd like to do jesus found the velvet underground (laughs) yeah I don't, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this. Well, okay, so originally we we're talking where the band name is Susie's and we're like, oh, we should cover like a, an all-girl cover. But I don't know if that might even be pushing it a little too much into like, like I don't want it to be, the, the hesitancy there is like, if we cover a song that's like originally by women, we don't want to think, you know, take away the fact that like, because we're guys, like it should somehow be better or anything like that or like new or whatever. So one other song that I was thinking about that you got I had, hadn't talked to you guys about it, but uh, like the hardest walk by Jesus and Mary Chain would be like a really sick one. Yeah. But just because like Susie's like obviously um, you know the Omex was really garagey, so was Black Fruit. Hunter Leather was really psyche, and we kind of came together in Susie's, and so it's kind of like a good middle ground. But it has a lot of like noise elements, and uh, I think we end up sounding a lot like I I almost want to say it's like Brian Jonestown Massacre if they made the album Psycho Candy or something, but then with a different singer like if Iggy Pop or someone who liked to scream a lot yeah. uh, did the vocals. But um, so like I think the the heaviness and like the noisiness of like the Jesus and Mary Chain would be cool to cover one of their songs. We covered uh, the Gories in Omex, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Detroit funny. band, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put you all on the spot right now and ask, what are you listening to right now? The Garden. Yeah, Casey's listening to a lot of The Garden. Yeah, you should check them out. Um, I think they're on Epitaph now, but they're on Burger for a long time. They're just duo, um, they're twins, and they make like neo-psychedelic punk music in it. Um, like videos for all of their stuff like it's all DIY and they're incredible I, I'm like definitely yeah and Brian Jonestown for me personally <laughs> always um I've been listening to let's see a lot of useless eaters lately like if I can actually go to something and I also really like Bad Indians. They're kind of my go-to. Yeah. They're a band. They're yeah, they're from Ann Arbor. They all they split up a couple of years ago, but that's like my go-to that I'm always yeah. listening to. <laughs> yeah, Bad Indians is really sick. Um, I've been listening to a lot of like Fat White Family lately. Uh, I was kind of like introduced to them, I think, by Casey actually. Yeah. Uh, they have a couple songs like Auto Neutron, uh, which I've been Damn. like kind of just yeah. constantly like playing. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm always into like you know, my garage stuff, like the Stooges and like the Corys and everything. Uh, another band 
Acid Baby Jesus is another big one yeah, where I'm like, great. you know, big time like uh, excited about that band like because they're kind of newer. Have you heard the band Baby Jesus? Yes. Uh, yeah. Ac- actually, Jesus. they're really Ooh. sick. They're on that uh, Anga Kubaka label. And actually, everything they've been putting out on Unga Kubaka oh, is really yeah. fucking, really sick. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to swear, sorry. <laughs> okay. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's sick. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And actually, Wet Nurse, um, which was, mm-hmm. they were like the first tape to be released. We played a show with them because they're originally from Michigan. They're from the UP. Right. They, they moved out to Portland. But yeah, like we played a show as the Omex with them, which is really cool. What do you listen to, Ross? Um... Nature, bird sounds, <laughs> dogs barking. I got this Philip Glass tape a couple days ago at Vertigo Records, where we played. Oh, man. Small world, the connections. Um, I don't know. I have, I really only listen to stuff in my car, and I only have a tape player in my car, so it's a lot of like weird, random compilations and Grateful Dead bootleg tapes, and <laughs> just like shit I normally want to listen to, but you end up in your car so much that you just, like, fall in love with these weird bands or albums. R.E.M. Murmur has been a thing for me lately. <laughs> I never thought it would be. So, <laughs> yeah. That kind of brings me to another question. So the, the Omex released the self-titled album on tape, and Ross is talking about tapes in his car. Vinyl kind of had its resurgence like a couple of years ago, and it seems to continue to be building tapes. You know, Burger puts out tapes all the time. Anga Kubaka has been putting out tapes. Where do you guys sit on the tape vinyl continuum? Well, my take on that is like tapes are a lot cheaper to produce, and they're a lot faster because uh, there's like not very many vinyl pressing plants, and they're super expensive to do. And so I think that that's like a big thing uh, for why the tape thing is coming out because uh, it's just easier, you know, it's a lot cheaper. And fuck CDs. Yeah, so. and fuck CDs. I mean, really, like, not not only is it like expensive, but it's it just looks like shit. Yeah, but then also like, uh, I mean, tape tape has like a nice sound and everything like that. Um, so I think that helps like the warmth of a cassette. But uh, I know, like, for me personally, like. Mara, uh, her old car only had a tape player, and so we actually were like going yeah. out buying tapes. Yeah, I had a, and so I think if you get a car yeah. with a tape player, that's like you know. I had a big old Buick, and the sound in it was like you know luxury for 1998, and the sound in it was really awesome. <laughs> oh, so when you played a tape in it, it just sounded fucking mm. awesome. Man. But oh, yeah, now that yeah. I died, and now my new car only has a CD player, so I don't know what. to <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's the downfall weird. of tapes. Everybody, I mean, they sound great, and people would buy them if they had tape players. I that's like the worst thing when someone comes up to you and sh- like after a show and they're like, "I buy your tape, but Can't I don't listen to it." I say vinyl's top. Yeah, I say vinyl for sure. The aesthetic, the experience, it, yeah. the packaging. It's just timeless too. You know, like when you're older, you could, you know brag to your little ones like oh i did this <laughs> yeah right yeah, right. yeah. bragging well, rights from yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I think they found that actually vinyl uh as a physical thing like lasts longer than even cds like cds i think they eventually like fades or something yeah, like that like there's exactly. somehow the laser stuff like messes up uh so that and then tape i think 
the like silver just or something like, comes off. Like, it's like, like on film too, so there's like a yeah. timeless aspect to tapes. That's true. Physical, yeah. like just you're holding something yeah. like a cartridge or something mm. like that. Just that Philip Glass like that. tape I was talking about actually started warping yesterday. Oh, like a, it's like really old. So like the pitch is going up and down. Yeah, I really like true. that about like tapes or like vinyl where you get like the pop and the VHS, crackle. Like the VHS yeah. Yeah. yeah, the real like tactile. Yeah, like this has been through time. Through. It does things. Yeah. It reminds you that it's a real thing and not like an MP3, right? Exactly. That seems important. Yeah. Do you find or do you think that it's kind of a a pushback against MP3s in some way as well? Like it's a physical object. I don't know about a pushback. I think people who really appreciate music want to actually have something tangible. And it makes it more of an art, you know, to actually have something rather than to just download something onto your, like, laptop or something. It's kind of like, it doesn't, people, I guess, don't really understand quite where it comes from. Kind of like when you go to an orchard to pick apples, you, like, understand where they come from. It's like when you get vinyl or tape, you're, like, understanding where the music comes from. You're not just... Yeah. yeah, you know, pushing a button and poof. Yeah. It's- I feel like too, if you have a like, you know, a vinyl or a tape, you actually are going to listen to it through some good speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, here's something through like a lot of people listen to like stuff on their phones or like even through like you know headphones and stuff like that or like mm-hmm. um, you know just computer speakers. You know, if you got a tape deck or a record player, you usually have some some good. Stereo it makes so. you listen more to appreciate yeah. the whole experience. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing I would say, like, especially, especially vinyl, but also tape, because you have to kind of rewind and fast forward to find songs. It's like, it makes it more of, like, an album rather than just, like, a single mm-hmm. track, you know, where MP3, it's so, like, cut up, you know, you can listen to your tracks and, like, skip really easily. But, like, with vinyl, you know, like, you're going to put it on, like, at a party or, you know, if you're just listening and you don't want to get up with every song, you know what I mean? Unless you're listening to 45s, which I do a lot. And they do <laughs> always <laughs> to like, change up. <laughs> yeah. There's a weird duality, though, because, like, so many albums, newly recorded albums on vinyl or even on tape, they come with, like, download codes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that, too. I love that you get the downloads, because then you can listen to it in the car and stuff. That's the both worlds. And the album art, I think you guys touched on it, especially with vinyl. You get a full piece of art as opposed to this dinky little thing on a CD, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Art, especially with, like, colored vinyl and, like, everything you can do with vinyl now, it it really makes it, like, a full, you know, piece of art, especially for the bands. You know, I think it's really cool to release a vinyl because you yeah. get to create a full, oh, yeah. you know. Thing. And album artwork is so important. Yeah. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of album artwork, you know, that is just, like, not really, like, that paid attention to. It's like, oh, we have to have, like, you know, an album, you know, we have to have, like, a cover, you know. But, like, when, when, the, when the artwork is, like, really, like, runs full circle with the music and stuff, it's really sweet. Yeah, it's, and artwork has a lot, you know, a lot to do with it creating music mm-hmm. you know it's all art so mm-hmm. speaking of which so who did the artwork for the omex album Mama. that was me <laughs> yeah. yeah i have always been pretty passionate about art and went to art school and got kicked out so i was a little jaded against <laughs> it and i haven't been doing much since but they, i like you know projects like that because it actually gets me back into you know my art if i when i have a reason to do something <laughs> so <laughs> and- yeah yeah. For Susie's, uh, Casey is a, a big artist, too, yeah. so he, he does a lot of the Susie's artwork. Right on. 
I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. Before we go, um, can you just remind listeners again how they can connect with all of the bands? Okay, so the Omex, uh, we have uh, our our Bandcamp and our Facebook are kind of like our main hubs, but you can get like our music, like we have stuff on Spotify and uh, Google Play and iTunes and all that stuff. Uh, Susie's, there's nothing. Well, there's <laughs> Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook. We technically have a Bandcamp, but we haven't like done anything with it yet. That YouTube so, video for now. Yeah, just that YouTube video for now. If you want like an example Facebook of us, page. but we're gonna be like, yeah, like us on Facebook because Facebook's that's like the best way to connect to all these bands. But uh, yeah, Susie's will have stuff out like really soon. Haunted leathers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody pretty much is on Bandcamp. 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 Yeah. Um, that's a good way to find it. And then maybe through Bandcamp, there'll be links to other sites that bands are also on. But yeah, yeah, that's a safe way to go. Google search. Yeah, Google search. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't Google search us. You might find someone savory things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks again so much for taking the time to chat with me, and uh, I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to hearing your new stuff when you get it recorded, and hopefully you guys will come back on the show sometime soon. Yes, I'd love, love to. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it was really fun to talk to Luke, Mara, Casey, and Ross this weekend. Thanks again to them for joining us and sharing music with us. During the interview, we heard a couple of unreleased tracks from the Omex, but as Luke mentioned, Susie's haven't been to the recording studio yet. They did, however, provide us with a recording of their first show at the Powder Room, a venue in Grand Rapids. The set includes the songs Intro Susie's, Blood Moon, Butterscotch, Amy the Gorilla, Black Licorice, and The Wave, and it provides a nice taste of what's to come when they do get into the studio later this month. Once the music is released, it'll be up on Bandcamp, so if you like what you hear, check back soon. I'll also post more information when they release something. Without further ado, here are Susie's Live at the Powder Room. Enjoy.
that was an amazing set. I hope you enjoyed it too. As I mentioned off the top, in that set we heard Intro Susie's, Blood Moon, Butterscotch, Amy the Gorilla, Black Licorice, and The Wave. I simply can't wait for Susie's to release their album, and after hearing that, I'm sure you can't either. That just about wraps it up for another episode of the Red Moon Radio podcast. Thanks again to Luke, Mara, Casey, and Ross for chatting with us, and thank you for listening. Join me again next week for an interview with Long Beach, California's Sunny Skies. Until then...